Hi, everybody. Welcome to the VIP Home Podcast. We have our very own brand ambassador, Lori Smith. Thank you for joining us today for our intro to design, how to design. Yes, exciting. <laughs> well, without further ado, we will get started. As a homeowner, when approaching design for the very first time, where yes. should one even begin? It can feel so overwhelming. I'm just going to put that out there, right? I don't want people to think it's only me. I don't know where to start. You know, I think everyone feels that way. Even when I'm coming on a big project myself, I have to kind of sit back and make a list, right? <laughs> so the question I think I'm hearing is where, what's the first thing on the list, right? Like where, what am I starting with? And I think there are several, several options. So typically clients are just buying a house for the first time or buying a new house or they've lived in their home for a while and have saved and it's time to do those renovations they've wanted to do. So the first thing that I always tell people to consider and really think hard about is how do I want this space to function for me, if I'm just an individual or for my family? What does this space need to be? What do I want it to be? Finding somewhere in between the happy medium. Um, and really what I say kind of evaluating the space and the, and the bones of the house. Mm -hmm. what, what is the house structurally? Is, does it great, get great natural light or is it dark? Does it, I could do all the beautiful interior decor I want, but if I'm in the dark, what's the point, right? right. So, so looking at the structure itself and how I need it to function. So that's kind of, and that literally can be a lit, handwritten list. And if it's you and your spouse, you on your own, you know, right. don't come to the table without understanding that first. But it's more of also to elaborate on it a little bit. Are there questions that you would be asking that homeowner or, and also what kind of questions should the homeowners be asking you? Yes, absolutely. So as the homeowner, if you've done that portion of your homework, mm -hmm. you're way ahead of the game. Because then when you bring on someone like myself, you indeed know what it is to some degree. A lot of, the, a lot of it's going to be a learning curve. Oh, I thought I wanted that, but actually I do want that, right? So, but if you at least come to the table with knowing what you don't want <laughs> and and you know, how the house isn't functioning. That's sometimes I encourage people if they can try to live in the house I was a just... little while because the things that bother you initially may not even be the things that bother you. It may be like, gosh, this room stays dark all day. And I thought it was going to get more light. And it really doesn't. That bothers me. Or this ceiling feels lower than I thought. And, you know, this wall is too closed up. I really would like to open it to this room because we're constantly walking through the house in this direction and it's too narrow you know, I, I, the sofa needs to go somewhere else. We're bumping into it. It's, you know, those general traffic patterns, um, storage, you know, I thought we had enough storage. We really don't. We need more of a play, organization in the home. 
-hmm. So when you can live in the space, just, just a minute, you know, and it's difficult because I understand when you're buying, you want to get it done, you want to move in, but sometimes it's beneficial to have lived there even just a few months, just before, you know, make your list, come to the table educated. If you're going to hire a designer and an architect, um, because then you're in the dialogue, right? You're in the discussion. Right. Um, the, the things that I ask clients initially are a lot of those questions. You know, what do you want? What bothers you? What do you love about the house? Have you pulled any, I mean, I know it's, people don't really look at magazines anymore. I kind of miss those days because <laughs> it was so nice to pull it out. You know, now it's like a Okay, well, you know, download as much as you can, email me as, but, you know, I, imagery helps. Right. Um, because when people are drawn to something and I can at least see, they may not know their aesthetic or style per se, but I can deduce that pretty quickly from what they're pulling out of magazines or off mm -hmm. uh, social media or, you know, whatever. So um, that helps to keep a little working file. Um, are you, a, are, do you like to cook? Is that important to you? You know, when we're addressing this kitchen or are you just more like a takeout, you know, person <laughs> and you just need a place for everyone to land in a warming drawer? Warming drawer is key, right? We have a busy family. Everyone's eating at different times. No, we have sit down meals and I cook every meal. You know, those are different needs, right? Yeah. So really evaluating the space is the first and foremost. And then after that, knowing, um, you know, how this house has to support us physically, emotionally, whatever that is, yeah. then looking at the actual structure, how can we achieve that? Where can we be more frugal? Where do we unfortunately just have to spend some money? And then it ooh, turns into that precarious balance of that's where budgeting. Another big question yeah. I would ask right out of the gate is before you come to a designer or an architect, know your budget. And that you're going to go over that budget. And they are always Probably. going to go over it. Yeah. The builder will go over it. The designer, if she or he is good, won't. But right. sometimes right. that happens too. You know, but the building does inevitably. I've had one builder not go over and I like I just wanted to like walk around hugging him all day, you know, like I don't even care. Sure. You're like a one in a million. So um, yeah, it, it, know your budget and, and be set your boundaries. And, and, but I will say the more educated you are, mm -hmm. the less, you know, the biggest costs come up in the end. Oh, wait, I wanted that outlet there. Oh no, no, I do want one more light over here. You know, in the things that, oh wait, ah, uh, because you weren't coming into it as educated as you could be. Maybe your designer brings you a board of, you know, three options for furnitures and say, great, you know, I, I really want to invest in a really well-constructed sofa that will be with my family forever. That's important to me. We, we are going to congregate on it, you know, but maybe my area rugs, I'd rather invest more in the hardwood floors, but maybe my area rugs can, we can go to a carpet uh, store and get 
you know, what's in stock on the roll, have it cut bound. And it doesn't have to be something very expensive, like an USAC or Persian, whatever, you know, I mean, we don't have to spend that money there. I'd rather spend it on the sofa or I, I want to budget X amount for art. And of that budget, one can really be like really special. Like I know in a certain room of a fireplace, I want that, mm-hmm. but then I can start to really look for little gal, almost gallery wall pieces that can nestle in. Try to do as much homework as you can too. Cause then you're not at the mercy of someone saying, here it is. Here's your only option. You got to spend this, you know? <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Right. You know, people's jaw drops. And also what you were saying with the area rugs is such an easy way, right? To update a space and pillows. Totally, totally. totally. And I'm just, it's probably not very exciting, but I, I mean, I love just a natural weave. It's fresh. It's timeless. It's very French, you know, and I'd rather put my pattern into textiles and art and you know, I mean, the, the most pattern I have, and this is off the bolt at, um, at a carpet dealer here in Atlanta that in stock had it cut. The, the beautiful thing is I could say, okay, I have this awkward size room. I need a, a rug that's 12 by 13, eight, you know, 12, two by 13, eight, right, you know, I'm right, right. but off the edge, but I could have it cut in-house surged. Thunk, you know, and it promise you was a lot less than the sofa, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. No, oh, I love that. So what should people expect though when designing besides, you know, having somebody come into their house, maybe timetable, how long it takes to make that vision board, maybe whether it's their vision and maybe, you know, things that you're pulling for them as well. Well, you know, I wish I could say, here's the exact timeline. Um, every designer is different. Some are way busier than others, you know? And, um, and so I think the questions to ask initially are, you know, where am I falling in your queue here? Um, can we get started immediately? Or are you a three month out? If you're willing to wait because you love that person's style. You want them. Great. You know, so I would ask those questions. So, and also this is another important thing. A lot of people hire a designer and are so excited to work with that designer, but didn't ask how busy are you and where am I, you know, and then you get relegated to the new assistant designer Yeah, who she may have great, or he may be fabulous. You know, that's great, but Mm -hmm. make sure you know who you're really working with. That's a really good point. Right? A really good point. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. be very, you know, will we be working with you? Do you have the final, usually the designer, you know, does delegate out a lot and that's fair um, to bring it all to fruition, but she, she or he does have the final creative say, just make okay. sure that's the case and that they do have their hand on it and that it's not just been Oh yeah, here you take it. You know, I've got and push to the side. Push to the side. So, you know, I would anticipate that um I know when I work with someone, we have an initial kind of like I said, meet and greet like this. I understand their needs. I try, you know, ask as many questions as I can. I tour the home, I take any measurements I need. I mean, that can be maybe broken up into 
two or three hour kind of initial meetings. Right. Right. And then, and then I go back to the drawing board and I would say, depending how many people I'm working with at the time, I try to get back to that client within a, a week or two. And I say, I'm going to have, get a couple of schematics together. I'll do, I'll do a high, low, maybe we can mix and match, you know, we can pull things that, you know, we'll see what you like, what you don't like. And then that, that, sometimes it's just a grand slam win. Love it. I love everything about that. You know, or it's, well, I love it, but can't afford it. I get it. You know? And so, okay, well, let's start, you know, and then it becomes, then we say, okay, you know, what is it about this? I, you know, I also, I also love homeowners to come with me, clients to come to me, not only with some photos, or they tell me, oh, I love this that I saw that you did, or this photo here, or whatever. I love this look. I love what this feels. But, you know, I, to come with an object, something that's a piece of inspiration. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, I put this here in case we were having this conversation. <laughs> so this room behind me. And it's so, this is a Murano Mar- glass Pretty. shell that was it's French 1940s it was my grandparents they brought it back on their honeymoon from Paris mm-hmm. it's really special and it's hard it's really difficult to find this but um I've loved this it's an ashtray right but I mean it was the 40s but <laughs> but I love it and and so I really used this when I when it came time to design my living room, I said, I love everything about this. I love the simplicity, but the glamour. Mm-hmm. I love the organic quality, but um, you know, again, the pared down. I love this apricot mm-hmm. color and the cream and neutral, you know, and then everything that plays off of that. I love the little bit of gold fleck, you know, just a nut, just a touch of elegance, yet mm-hmm. simple, natural, you know, this is so that you have that. Yeah. Isn't that great? And so yeah. when I was, when I was working on my own space and I'm not saying the room matches this, this is like what <laughs> inspires the mood, what I'm, so when things started to all of a sudden, if I was like into some like deep jewel tone colors on the walls and, you know, I mean, everything, um, then I, and it wasn't feeling right or something that's just being brought my way that I was like, wait, this isn't where I wanted to go. I, my client and I have a point of reference to say, whoa, 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 let's go back to our touchstone. <laughs> what do we love? Right. And then the client has ownership, right? It's, it's an expression of them mm-hmm. because ultimately and this isn't, you know, Laurie Smith's coming in to do my home. Okay, no, this isn't the Laurie Smith home. This is your home and I'm facilitating and doing all that I can to make sure that it nurtures you and your family. And that is an expression of you and that you didn't just land in some, you know, museum that feels precious and had nothing to do with you. Right. 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 That, That helps with that process, but. So when should somebody enlist a pro like yourself mm-hmm. and or an architect to help design that space? Where do you come in and whether it's a brand new home, whether it's a rehab, whether somebody just, you know, all of it, when somebody just buys it and, and you're at that very beginning stage, 
I will say it just depends on the individual. There are some people who just naturally have an eye and know that if I raise the ceiling or widen that opening or change out the flooring or, you know, that will make a big difference or expand a window and they can kind of contract them out that out themselves. Mm -hmm. Most people, Dana, don't have the time and don't have the vision to do that. Right. Um, I, I went to interior design school so I could draft you know, a lot of any of the renovations I was doing now, mm -hmm. even I knew in this house here in mm -hmm. Atlanta, I was mm -hmm. raising the feelings I needed. I didn't get an architect involved, but I darn well had, and, you know, the electrician meeting with the contractor meeting. I, I'm unique because I could kind of manage that and pull, mm -hmm. kind of contract it to some degree myself, but I would know more if I was a layman, not in this industry and was going to start moving walls and building out or going up, it, get an architect, get an architect. I mean, you just have to, you just have to. And even exterior facade changes, it, it, it will always always go more seamlessly if the builder has a plan has plans always well even if they have plans are there any things to consider that could go wrong whether it's with a designer or an architect like what does that look like well, I um I think the biggest challenge is now I think renovation mm -hmm. this is always gonna I think building from the ground up has less surprises I mean that's just the mm -hmm. way it is Right, don't you're those electrical, plumbing. You're starting every your new foundation. Your, I mean, ground up builds. If something goes drastically wrong, then someone's at fault, in my opinion. You know, but a renovation, you never know what's behind those walls. You or up in that. I mean, you just don't know how old that wiring is, how old the plumbing is, how old the, you know, the ductwork is. Does it need, you know, I mean, you're just, it's like you're peeling away the layers, which are, is exciting because you're making aesthetic, you know, cosmetic changes, which we all love, yeah. but you're also <laughs> opening, but you're opening, oh gosh, that ductwork was 55 years old and it looks it, you know, I mean, kind of worms. <laughs> yeah. And now we've got to rip out all the ductwork because there's mold growing in it and we didn't know this, you know, been there. So yeah. Which means taking more walls to the studs and getting, you know, um, so I'd love to say, oh, yes, you know, minute you bring in that architect and builder, all plans are, you know, nothing's going to go wrong. Well, but the good news is when you do come up to those challenges, you have seasoned people who it's not their first radio. So they know what to do, who to put in place, fix it. That's their job. They're mm -hmm. problem solvers. Mm -hmm. They are problem solvers. Again, stay very educated to market comps with builders. And, it, you know, if you have to call, if they tell you, oh yeah, you know, this wiring's all, we're going to have to rewire the whole house and it's going to be $80,000, you know, make a few calls. 
to other electricians, companies, electric companies and say, hey, can you come give me a quote? I mean, why wouldn't you? Would you right. take one doctor's opinion and it's not a good diagnosis and never go get a second opinion? So if you have any question that that cost is higher than you think it should be, inquire, inquire, right. be your own advocate. So that brings us to a good point of calling and getting quotes. And how do you get that designer sofa look for less without making things, you know, without cutting too many corners, but how do you get that design look for yeah. not the designer price tag? I try to go at least with sofas with as tailored and classic as a frame frame as I can. Mm -hmm. I love to me, a timeless, elegant sofa is going to have what I call an English arm, which is very tailored cut, not that big roll, but you know, something right. that's going to look dated immediately. Right. Mm -hmm. It got this big overdone furniture, the big arms, you know, that I knew that was going to be a flash. Now everyone's like, oh, no, 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 no. you know, I think right now everyone's doing these big uh, kind of seventies organic looking, you know, stuffed chairs and mm -hmm. sectionals. And, and that's great. I mean, it's a real contemporary look and fine, but to me um, personally, it's just, a classic design stands the test of time. And if I, if I can find a good frame and there are some good resources out there that understand a good frame and you can use one of their fabrics instead of a designer fabric, can do COM, they call it customers and material, but they have a repertoire to, to choose from. You have choice A, B, C, you know, okay, you can, how, you know, that helps. Mm -hmm. um, then what I would do, this is just, and we've done this, <laughs> is brought in that sofa, had it um, upholstered in, like we had one that upholstered in a pretty navy with a tight little, it had a tight back, three seat cushions, an English arm, a little straight wood leg. It wasn't skirted, but timeless. I mean, it's hard to say that that's out of style, right? Just a right. flat line sofa. And then I brought it to the upholsterer and had them take out the seats and restuff with um, core foam wrapped in down, down, down. And all of a sudden I had domed down seating, um, more comfortable the way that, you know, it was the seat cushion was looking, it just looked more expensive. We splurged on some throw pillows. Um, that really that's where the money went into these really unique, wonderful throw pillows splurged on a really great, wonderful throw that draped over the back of the Navy sofa, adding some more entry. All of a sudden the sofa was only about comfort and construction and it didn't have to be mm -hmm this $8,000 off the floor sofa. It could be a $2,700 sofa that we dressed up and fluffed up. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, um, 100%. So for the typical person that doesn't have you, what would you even recommend? Like have a consultation with that designer if you don't want 
the full package of yeah. what you offer and you just want to do the odds and ends and really dress it up. You know. I think there are multi-tiered levels of, of design shops out there. I think you can hire a designer who is going to take the full reins, big budget, blow it out. Good for you. Right. Not, not everyone's reality. I think there are designers who will come out and consult. Yeah. You could ask, could I be your hourly? Could I pay you hourly? You know, or do you aura or a consulting, you know, kind of retainer and then use you to, you know, I mean, especially young designers starting off, they're like, sure. There are great online design companies that you'll literally zoom with a designer. It's amazing. They will put together a plan virtually and they source everything for you. And you do have to do the ordering, but it saves you a ton of money because they're sourcing it on pertaining to your budget. Right. You're doing the ordering and the leg, you know, you're going to have to have it delivered. Someone's going to have to set it up, whatever, because your designer may be in Colorado and you're in Minnesota. I don't know, you know, but that's how those online, but you got the ideas and you got the sourcing and you got help with the paint color to pull it all together. Those are some of the most overwhelming choices for people. They just, they're making this investment and they don't want to mess it up. Uh, and, yeah. And so getting those, you know, there are a lot of people who say, I don't mind doing the legwork. I just need the direction. And there are, there are designers and companies out there that will do that. I know there are. You just have to do your research. You have to do it. Yeah. You have to do your research. That's so true. So Lori. You yes. have this wealth of information that everybody oh. is dying to wrap their arms around. The oh. exciting thing for that is you guys can all see Lori with all of this information and something that she's going to share with you now. Just yes, well, it's with with VIP Homelink, we are doing a series that is going to dig deeper into a lot of what we're discussing, whether, you know, design, they're, they're going to be, it's called the De Design for series, design for purpose, design for maintenance, design for safety, a lot of different topics we're talking about within the home, what, you know, and, and lots of visuals. I feel we're all when it comes to home, especially, it's like a picture's worth a thousand words, right? Yeah. Oh, now I see. What mean? Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so what these Design for series will be is a lot of visual and some narrative of me kind of <laughs> X, Y, Z. Now think about this, you know, and they're just going to be informational, you know, kind of go-to resources of information. So, and, and I hope that builds, you know, we're, there's so much, the exciting thing is there's so much possibility with this. So, yeah. um, but we are, we are definitely jumping in and getting started. So it's exciting. Yes. I love to teach Dana. I love to teach. Personally, I love learning for, from you. I know the entire VIP Homelink team loves learning from you. All the information that you're putting out there and just with your expertise, God, for many years, it's 
you have a huge following and now there will be more and homeowners all over can watch you, learn from you and and create amazing spaces in their home off of all of these great tips that you're going to provide. So, And know how to maintain it and keep their family safe through your company. So, you know, that's why I love VIP HomeLink so much. It's like, again, it's kind of like I referred earlier, what's the point in investing all this if you know, you're in the dark? Well, what's the point in investing it all if you're not maintaining this beautiful vessel that your family's in? <laughs> so, right. And there's a schedule to that and there's, there's work to it, but you guys help take a lot of the work out of it, which is so great. Well, thank you. And we're so excited for what's to come and we will be seeing a lot of Lori. So Lori, Thank you so much again. It's always a pleasure having you. Loved it. Talk soon. Until next time. <laughs>